I had a conversation with an elderly lady named Mary. So we had lunch together and she shared her whole backstory of how she ended up becoming homeless and how that became a part of her life. And she talked about how she grew up in what we would think is a normal household. And then by the time she reached high school, her mother struggled with a drug addiction. And then her father, there was a lot of domestic violence, which caused her to leave. And I think what was so impactful about that conversation was I was already in high school then. So felt very connected to her and really was like, you know, this could have been me. And this issue of homelessness is not the stereotypical, they can pull themselves out of their situation. It could have been me. It could have been you. It can be anyone. Conversations are the key to unifying the world. So let's hear from the conversationalists and change makers who are breaking echo chambers and using their voices for good. I'm your host, Sophie Barron, and this is the Conversationalist Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thank you so much for being here and for being a part of our journey to unify the world. This episode is an amazing one. And before we dive in, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you can get notified whenever we have an episode. I started The Conversationalist so every single person's voice can be heard. And here on our podcast, I chat with Gen Z activists, entrepreneurs, and game changers from the TC community, as well as experts and thought leaders who are at the forefront of social change. I'm here to help break open your echo chamber so you can unify your world. I'm so excited about the community we're building together. So come join us on the Geneva app by texting UNIFY to 877-222-1119 or simply visit our website, theconversationalist.com. Once you join, you'll be able to find new friends, new opportunities, and 24-7 conversation surrounding anything and everything under the sun that matters to you. Let's dive into today's episode. I have the pleasure of interviewing one of our very own TC community members, as well as one of our 2020 Conversationa list honorees for our economics category, Mateen Kaligi. Mateen is an incoming first year student at Harvard, as well as the host of the Let's Talk Impact podcast. Mateen has always been passionate about helping others, which eventually led him to found a nonprofit as an eighth grader. Fast forward four years later, Mateen now serves as the executive director of Equal, which is a 501c3 youth-led nonprofit providing education access for all. Mateen is opening up important conversations throughout all of the work he's doing, and he shares some of the best tips for staying true to yourself while navigating the social impact space. So let's get the conversation started with the wonderful Mateen Kaligi. Mateen, welcome to the Conversationalist podcast. This feels very full circle because I was on your podcast not too long ago. Let's talk impact. It was such an honor. I'm so happy you're here. So how are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. I always love chatting with you. So it's going to be so much fun. And thank you for having me on your podcast now. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course. So without further ado, let's dive in. Let's start off in proper TC style by breaking the ice. 
Mateen, you know we're all about breaking open echo chambers here at TC. Could you start by telling us a little bit about what your echo chamber looks like? Yes. Let's see. So my echo chamber, I'll start with social media. I am very much involved in like the youth activist space. So I see a lot of that on my feeds, always seeing what other youth-led nonprofits are doing, other community groups are doing. In my community, I would say something similar, but also still very connected to my high school community because I'm on a gap year right now. So still seeing a lot from them and interacting with old teachers, but now it's a different vibe, right? Because they're not like out of student anymore. So they're like friends. That's I would say that's what mine is. Love it. I, I think you can learn a lot about a person by understanding their echo chamber. And yes. it's awesome to hear that you are surrounded by such amazing people in the nonprofit space, even though echo chambers can be limiting. So thank you for sharing. And I am so excited to dive into your backstory, Mateen, and learn a little bit more about the amazing things that you're doing in life. So let's talk. TC is all about having conversations that matter. And I'm personally of the belief that conversations can truly be a gateway to solving a lot of the issues that we see around us. And if possible, Mateen, I'd love for you to share starting us off about a conversation that changed your life conversation that changed my life. Well, this is very tied to my work. When I was a sophomore in high school, I used to work in this organization called Helping the Homeless Colorado. And we would do outreach days where we would go pass out basic necessities to people who are struggling with homelessness out on the streets. And I had a conversation with an elderly lady named Mary. So we had lunch together and she shared her whole backstory of how she ended up becoming homeless and how that became a part of her life. And she talked about how she grew up in what we would think is a normal household. And then by the time she reached high school, her mother struggled with a drug addiction. And then her father, there was a lot of domestic violence, which caused her to leave. And I think what was so impactful about that conversation was I was already in high school then. So felt very connected to her and really was like, you know, this could have been me. And this issue of homelessness is not the stereotypical, they can pull themselves out of their situation. It could have been me. It could have been you. It can be anyone. There's a series of unfortunate events that often lead to it that I don't think we consider all the time. So I was going in with that intention of, I know there's more out there that I know there's more I have to learn about this population, but then really hearing her story and understanding that that could have been me. I think that started to humanize the whole issue for me. It started to make me feel like got to keep doing this work and doing it even more so with an open mind because anything is possible, right? Like it could happen to any of us. So true. Wow. Do you have any idea where Mary is to this day? No, wish I did. I hope she's doing well, but very thankful for the opportunity to have heard from her and had a new perspective on how this all might come together, especially in the United States. That's awesome. That moment of seeing the world through someone else's eyes can be Mm. so transformative. So it's amazing to hear that that kind of, in a way, kickstarted your journey to this space. Sounds really powerful. And Mateen, we haven't even talked about your work with Equal yet, so I'm excited to get there. Through getting to know you over the past year, I just want you to know that I really admire how you've dedicated so much of your career up to this point in life in creating equal access to education and also opening up really important conversations surrounding student poverty and homelessness. 
these are definitely not easy topics to talk about. And there's so much we don't know. So for example, I was watching one of your videos that you created for Equal, and I didn't know until watching the video that one out of three college students are going hungry, but at the same time don't feel comfortable identifying that they need Mm -hmm. support. So I'd be curious to know, what is it about these themes of poverty and homelessness and access that originally made you want to start down this path to create Equal and use your voice for good? Yes, it's an amazing question. So throughout high school, I was really involved with Helping Homeless Colorado, which I shared. We would go pass out hygiene materials. I had the chance to learn a lot about what life like was for people experiencing homelessness. But then this newer population came in that I started to learn more about, which was students. We went to youth homeless shelters and we were like, totally different world now, right? Because we're talking about people who are my age, my peers, who are going through something I would never imagine going through. And after a while, my team and I thought, wouldn't it make the most sense for us as young people to then be supporting other young people in their work? And foundational education is like, we're all students and education is where you meet your network. It's where you meet your future career. It's where you grow as a human. These students don't have those same opportunities, especially in education, whether it be because of food insecurity or housing insecurity or so many other distractions than just being able to exercise your mind and being able to grow. So through that, we were just like, education shouldn't be a privilege and shouldn't have anything to do with the size of your bank account, especially for students experiencing homelessness. Why can there be over a million students in the United States who are experiencing homelessness? But why isn't this an ongoing conversation? Why am I, as a junior in high school, just learning about this more and more? And why do not all of my peers know about this? Why isn't this a common topic? And it's it's kind of odd to me to this day that it's not, because in every school district, it is a problem in the United States. But students can go by without even knowing it's a problem. So really tapping into that. We're young people. This is a problem that affects young people, but it's more than just something that affects all young people in your classrooms. It's people who are around you, people you might not even know. So first we need to talk about it, but the second time we need to do something about it, right? The conversation part is the first key, but the second part is really getting into the action and who better to lead that action than young people themselves. Couldn't agree more. And Mateen, the work that you're doing is outstanding. You've created Equal at such a young age. I completely agree with you that the conversation surrounding these basic needs, I think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And (laughs) so many of us are out in the world trying to solve so many other issues, but a part of me always thinks, why haven't we solved poverty Mm -hmm. and homelessness? Like it should be a baseline need that is met for people. (laughs) So I'd be curious to know, what, what does that path to action look like for you and in the work that you do at Equal? Yeah, breakdown homelessness, it's a huge issue, right? We have so many different problems with domestic violence to mental health to just housing insecurity, food insecurity. So we try and hone in on a niche of education, which isn't given as much attention, especially because there's just not that much conversation slash knowledge around that student homelessness is an actual problem in the United States. But focusing in on, okay, when we look at the cycle of poverty, we have people going through where they're not able to access jobs, which then means that they're not able to have economic mobility, food insecurity, housing insecurity, these are all tied to it. So we try and look more, okay, what's the foundation of all of this? And as we were doing more research, we were discussing it's education. If you look at every major study, there are pointing that education is directly linked to a 
person's ability to achieve greater economic mobility in the future? The answer is right in front of us. Now, what we have to do is provide access. So we provide scholarships for students experiencing homelessness to attain higher education, while also bringing in this mentorship piece of connecting college students who aren't going through that situation to our scholars, where they can learn from each other, but also have a friend in their corner. What a lot we've learned about is with first-generation students, one of the biggest reasons they drop out is because of culture shock when they get to campus. So how can we create an environment where our students feel supported, that they feel like there's a community behind them that's really rooting for them to continue forward with their education and continue to invest in it? So that's kind of our concept for direct action. And then on the other end of things, engaging young people through advocacy work in their local communities through our chapters program. So lots of encouragement for young people to get involved and become advocates for their struggling peers. That's awesome. I love that you've taken the educational approach. I think what you (laughs) said is so true. Everything is so interconnected. And when I'm sitting here in my room thinking about the issue of poverty and homelessness, it can feel so overwhelming. So it's awesome to hear that you've taken that path to create (laughs) that access to education. Yes. Think you're awesome, and <laughs> I'm not gonna you. lie. I mean, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. On the surface, it looks like you've got it all figured out. I mean, you're not only a podcast host; you're an <laughs> incoming Harvard student. You founded multiple nonprofits. Ha- has this journey been as easy as it looks from the outside? And maybe, what are some personal obstacles that you've faced along the way? Yes. Um... No, not yes, that it has been easy. It's definitely not been easy. (laughs) This is one of the things I challenge social media about is because it may look like it from the outside that like everything's going really well. We got our campaign together. We have funding in place. All of this stuff might be represented one way on social media, but on the inside, it's, it's hard. I don't think anyone said making an impact would be easy and constantly evaluating programming, hitting new roadblocks, lots of fundraising, team development. These are all things that we deal with at Equal. It's not easy, but fortunately, sometimes it does come across that way. So for anyone listening slash watching, it is a hard process. And I have by no means figured it out. I think I've learned a lot throughout the years, but I am still learning 100%. Not an expert by any means. It's definitely not glamorous. I know that I can relate. So hearing you say that, it really validates the, the process for a lot of people. I know I feel that way as an entrepreneur. And personally, I find that along the way, I'm constantly comparing myself to others. Mm. I'd love to know, how have you been able to overcome this and stay in your own lane? I think in the social impact sector, one thing I try and keep to heart is like, at the end of the day, we're all working to help other people. So there's no reason to compare each other. In fact, starting looking at those people as your allies. I know there's people who know how to do it better than I do. So I reach out to them and I ask them, I know you're incredibly busy. I know you're doing all these things, but I would just love to learn from you because at the end of the day, you could be, you know, an entrepreneur who's figured it all out and moving on top of the world. But what good does that do if you're the only one, right? I think the problems in the world are big enough that we need more action from everyone. So looking at those people as allies, like, they got it figured out and that's good. That means that they can be able to help people. So not trying to get too involved in comparing myself to them. Our goal here is to help people. And if they're able to help people, then I should be happy for them. And at the same time, I try and make myself available as much as possible for people who 
do think I can be of help to them in some way. It's not a secret here. We're just trying to help each other out to help other people. So if you do have something or if there is something that I can be of help with, I always say, just reach out and I will try and help you because at the end of the day, my goal is to try and be as supportive I can to other people's impacts. I think that's what's cool about the nonprofit space and the social impact sector is like the competition is competition to help more people. So other sectors, it might be a little bit different dynamic, but I know everyone out there, every entrepreneur I've ever talked to, they have their own challenges. Trying to avoid looking at social media and thinking that they got it all figured out. I know everyone's facing a challenge. There's no way, right? You can't get to this point without facing challenges. Completely. I... I'm so grateful to be in the social impact space with you because there are always more seats at the table. And I love what you shared about allyship. And I think sometimes, speaking from my own experience, it can can be hard seeing what other people are doing and feel like I'm not enough or I'm not reaching X milestone in X period of time. And it's so awesome to reframe that, like you shared, to uplift other people along the way, treat other people as mentors and resources, while at the same time, maybe also acknowledging that we're all on our own path. And maybe we're yeah. all headed towards this awesome future where we're helping more people, but we're going about it differently. So we can't really compare. I agree 100%. Like, I reach out to Sophie all the time. Like, hey, what do you think about this? <laughs> Like, hey, how do you guys do this? Or like, like, there's so much to learn from each other. And everyone has a different path. I 100% agree about that, too. And keep reaching out. I am <laughs> so happy that we can collaborate, whether it's a clubhouse room or I know, right? anything related to our organizations. Mateen, I, I love working with you. So I love working with you. <laughs> you're doing amazing work. And I'd be curious to know, at The Conversationalist, we always talk about unifying the world. And I think to a lot of people, that can feel like such a lofty concept. I'd be curious to know, what does that world look like for you in the work that you're doing, where maybe down the road, equal wouldn't even need to exist because the problem is solved? What does that world look like for you? If we're starting an organization, at the end of the day, our goal is to like not exist anymore, right? That's the whole point of a nonprofit, which would be awesome. I don't really see a world where there's no challenges. I think challenges is how we grow and move forward together. Money should never be a reason that I can't compete or that I can't achieve that much success. What your success should be determined on is how much effort you're putting into it. You could have money but have no skills, right? But what we want to make sure everyone has is that fair playing field. I had the chance to do this. And the way I grew as a human being was by building these new skills, by learning how to connect with other people, by creating something that addresses a bigger need. Or for some people, it might be just working through in my job and getting my career started. I, I think that path looks different for everyone. But the foundation of it is everyone had the chance to do it, you know, and I don't think you can live in a world where everyone has a fair playing field, but that doesn't mean it's like a utopia necessary. That means there's other challenges that we work on, but these challenges aren't addressing the basic needs of just people not even having the chance or not even have the same playing field to work on. That's what I see for the future. Again, I don't know when that future is, right? Like we have a lot of work to do. At least it's nice to visualize. I find that right. that can be such a grounding North Star to look towards. Hi, my name is Ava Brown and I approve this hot take. 
We all know what that sound means. Mateen, it's time for a TC hot take. And for those of you who are new to the conversationalist, we have a whole room in our Geneva community dedicated to hot takes where our members share controversial thoughts, opinions, or questions about something that they believe to be true, and then everyone talks about it. And today's hot take is brought to us by Ava Brown. Ava's hot take for you, Mateen, is, is water wet? Oh, come on now. I mean, it has to be wet, right? The water is wet. I'm trying to explain why water is wet as saying water is wet. <laughs> but if you think about it, if you touch water, it's wet, right? So water has to be wet. If you put water anywhere, if you spill water on any surface, it'll be wet. So water is wet. What do you think, Sophie? So this is where Ava stands. Ava thinks that water is also wet because if it's not wet, then what is it? She says that water is wet when you touch it, like what you were saying. So how would it make things wet if the substance itself isn't wet? Ava said it way better than I could. Asking the hard-hitting questions. I've (laughs) got to say, I side with the two of you, but I would also offer another thought. If water is wet and makes other things wet, do they cancel each other out so water is not wet? No, because you could just, if you pour water in more water, it's still going to be wet, like, <laughs> right? It's still, like, water, you know what I mean? You're just increasing yeah. the <laughs> So I guess that, that doesn't add up, but hey, <laughs> asking the hard-hitting questions, Mateen, thank you for answering that amazing hot take brought to us by Ava. And if you want to be considered for our next hot take segment, for anyone who's listening, make sure you're in our community on the Geneva app. We'll be selecting the best hot takes from our hot takes room from week to week. So if you're not yet in our community, just text the word UNIFIED to 877-222-1119 or just click the link below in our show notes and we can't wait to feature your controversial hot take. Mateen, I have loved learning more about your journey today. And now we're going to head over to our advice segment. As you think about where your organization is headed and where your work in the world is headed, what advice would you have for other young people surrounding starting those difficult conversations surrounding poverty, homelessness, education, and also any advice for any other Gen Zers who might want to get started in the nonprofit space? One of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten that I try to use this as guidance as much as I can is always ask the people you're trying to serve, what do they need the most of? I think a lot of times we go in with an idea that like when I was younger, I used to think, well, if you're out on the streets experiencing homelessness, all you need is some basic toiletries and some basic necessities. But after talking to them more and learning their stories and saying, oh, a lot bigger problem here that I might have not even considered beforehand. So a lot of times in the nonprofit sector, we're so focused on trying to make this impact, but then we forget to ask the people we're trying to support, would this actually be helpful? Is this what you want? How would this fit into your life? Right? So always asking the people that you're trying to support, what do you need help with? And how can we be of support to you? Instead of coming in with that notion that we know what you need help with. I love everything about that. I think we don't often ask the people that we're serving what they actually need instead of asking them directly. We just think we know what's best, but we got to connect with our users, customers, audience in whatever way we can to actually add value. That was brilliant. Yes. 
Next, we're heading over to our self-promo segment. Mateen, tell us how to get more involved with Equal. What are you currently working on? How can we find your podcast? Please share anything and everything so we can stay connected and follow the amazing work you're doing. Yes. Well, definitely connect with Equal. We're on all social media pages. Just follow us at Equal Nonprofit. Um, It's Equal with two E's. You can visit our website at equal.org. So E-E-Q-U-A-L dot O-R-G. That has a lot about our organization. If you want to connect with me, if there's something uh, you want to collaborate about or have questions about, feel free to reach out to me at Mateen Kaligi. So just my first name and last name. Then what else? Come in and join in on our chapters program right now. Equal, we are looking for more young leaders who are interested in the issue of student homelessness and making an impact in your local community. We are definitely looking for people to join our chapters program. If you want to listen to me and Sophie's previous episode on my podcast at Let's Talk Impact, go ahead and check us out. I loved Sophie's conversation. So that is up and available. So the podcast is Let's Talk Impact. Love it, Mateen. Thank you. I can't wait to also learn more about your chapter program. I didn't even realize that was out in the world. So that's incredible. And anyone, please, who's listening, subscribe to Mateen's podcast. He is such a natural conversationalist. And Mateen, it's been such an honor getting to know you. I've got to end our episode today in proper TC fashion by giving you some snaps. You said so many amazing things today that I want to highlight and what I'm taking away from this conversation. So first and foremost, I was a little intimidated by the work that you're doing because you're solving such ginormous issues in the world. And I think you highlighted something so important, which is so many of these issues are interconnected. And if Mm -hmm. we can start somewhere, that could have a ripple effect and staying in that sector to solve one facet of the issue can have such a profound impact. Also, I love what you shared about your desire to equal the playing field even by giving everyone financial access to things that we oftentimes don't even think about our basic necessities. I so appreciated you sharing that today. And lastly, in the advice segment, you shared that important tidbit of asking people for what they need instead of assuming first. I think that is so important for anyone who's listening, who's looking to get more involved in the social impact space to really Get to know the people you're trying to serve to make the impact in the best way you can. So Mateen, thank you for inspiring so many young people, myself included, for being a part of the TC community, for letting us honor you on our list, and just for doing so many awesome things in the world. I feel so lucky to know you. Oh, thank you, Sophie. I'm excited that I had the opportunity to do this. I'm always thankful to have known you and have amazing conversations with you. So thanks for featuring me. Excited to continue being involved with the conversationalists and connecting with you, Sophie. So thanks again. What an awesome conversation. Mateen is really out there making a difference in the world for those who need help the most. So make sure you give him and his nonprofit equal a follow and read more about him in the show notes. Today's episode helped to break open my echo chamber in starting to think about people who might be operating in a similar sector or space as we are as allies and not competitors. I sometimes can get so caught up in what other people are doing and it's important important to remember that at the end of the day, we're all trying to help people in whatever way we can, and there are more than enough seats at the table. 
If you enjoyed today's conversation, please subscribe to the Conversationalist podcast wherever you're listening right now. And if you want to meet incredible people like today's guest, come join us in the Conversationalist community on the Geneva app. We're there 24-7 to talk about anything on your mind that matters to you. Just click the link in the show notes below or click our link in bio on Instagram at The Conversationalist and check out our website, theconversationalist.com. If you want to join right here, right now, just take out your phone and text the word UNIFY to 877-222-1119 and we'll see you there. You may have been wondering what our segments mean and where they come from, like Break the Ice, Hot Takes, Let's Talk, and Snaps. So come to our community to find out and see for yourself. I'm Sophie Barron. We'll see you next time on the Conversationalist Podcast, where we amplify and unify together. The Conversationalist Podcast is a production of The Conversationalist, LLC. No part of this program can be reproduced or published without written permission from the producer. The views expressed on this podcast are not the views of The Conversationalist, its partners, team members, or affiliates. Copyright 2021, The Conversationalist.